I want to do a tour. I'm going to give you guys a little tour of my closet. I'm just going to turn it around if I can figure out how to do that. Okay, so here's my computer and my microphone and Tully. And that's it. Did you eat your don't be a prick? Oh. <laughs> I have a little hobby. Oh, yeah. I made that. It's cross stitch. Inappropriate cross stitch. Um, my very first one that I made was fuck that shit. <laughs> and, I, and I went to a ex-Mormon meetup in California, and um, we were playing, like, a game. This was, like, last year, like, this time. So it was, like, a Christmas get-together that we were invited to. And uh, so it was, like, a swap. And so somebody – I brought that to a gift. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody was like, got it, and they were like, whoa, this is amazing. So mm. that was fun. Okay, well, I'll look up the facts later. So we're, we're drinking these now? Oh, heck yeah. All right, so if you don't have your drinks yet, this is your chance. Go get your drinks. I have natural lime, and she has ruby grapefruit. Mm. Grapefruit. They're both excellent. Yikes. I can't open it. Do you need my fingernails? I need your nails. Aaron does this with his teeth. Really? <laughs> cool. He's a pro. He's a pro. Okay. Well, we've got one live here. One watching Yay. us. Thanks Who, for watching. Who's watching? Let me see if I can pull it up. Say hi. I don't know. It's probably Aaron. <laughs> hi to our family who are the only people watching. and listening. Or maybe it's not. I don't know. Thanks for watching <laughs> you, one person here. That's okay. <laughs> Um, I don't like to mess around, so let's just get, we can just All right. get started, I guess. So, welcome to the fourth episode of Mormon Happy Hour. Um, since we're doing a live video this time, I wanted to kind of do a recap of the purpose of our podcast, just in case you guys haven't listened to any of the other ones or felt like you're totally fine. Um, thanks for watching us now. Um, so do you want to talk about kind of like what our purpose is sure so we are two um ex-mormon women and we want to talk about top mormon news um ex people's experiences and also like life pro tips about how to succeed outside of the church yeah or life outside the church um i don't we're not wanting to be limiting this information to only people who've left the church um i know many people in the church who go to church um who don't 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 necessarily agree with everything that they're being taught and you know the the liberal mormons the jack mormons um and so this information is for anybody interested mm -hmm. So we want to keep it lighthearted. We want to be yeah. entertaining. We would love uh, your your interaction. Um, we want to foster discussion and kind of a community. We want feedback. So we're here to entertain you, to kind of keep you updated on the hot topics and just kind of from our perspective, and we want to hear yours as well. So that's it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So one of the first things, because it's Christmas time, that I kind of wanted to talk about is that it's another kind of a life pro tip is that 
Christmas looks a little different or feels a little different after you've left the LDS church because, you know, Christmas is all about Christ when you're, when you're, you know, part of this religion, Christian religion. And a lot of times falling away from the church, that's one of those things that you kind of have to figure out is, you know, well, am I, am I Christian? What do I believe in? Am I still going to do these old, um, you know, traditions that I would did that I practiced before and I don't do now. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. So for me, I before I when I was a member of the church, I was never really a fan of Christmas. I guess I'm kind of a Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> I really hated the materialism. I hated like the forced gifts. I just the obligation. Just ugh, I just wasn't my thing. And so when I was LDS, I always kind of really clung to the true meaning of Christmas because to me I was like well I don't like the secular meaning of Christmas so mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with the true meaning of Christmas and then once I stopped attending church I'm like well shit now what what's right. Christmas without Santa Claus and Christ right. like ew <laughs> so, <laughs> so just, <laughs> just an old man with a big beard <laughs> I guess they both have beards it's true anyways go on so I don't know. For us, I feel like if I didn't have kids and an obligation, I feel like having kids really changes Christmas because yeah. there's a lot of, uh, I feel like we keep a lot of things going or do a lot of things out of an obligation mm-hmm. for, like, we feel like that's the right thing to do for them. And yeah. when it comes right down to it, we probably could be a little bit more o- original and creative, but we just get kind of sucked into the, like, well, that's what we've always done, so that's what we're always going to keep doing. Right. But if I didn't have kids, I don't know that... It would be a lot simpler. Like, mm-hmm. we wouldn't do a gift exchange. Maybe we'd have, like, a little Carl Dan Christmas tree. Maybe. Yeah. That's about it. So, it's pretty simple. What yeah. about you guys? Um, yeah, I'm not very festive to begin with. Mm-hmm. And so, our Christmas is all about the kids. Um, my husband does not like any talk about Jesus, really, in the yeah. house. And so... Nativities are out. I'm not really. I'm not really interested in that either. Um, nativities are out, and that can be hard because family members. Uh, there's a specific family member that gifts us nativities mm-hmm. a lot, mm-hmm. and like, oh, where's your nativity? And and um, you know, I'm really, <laughs> I'm nice <laughs> about it. I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm, you know, thank you so much for the nativity. We'd love to, you know, participate. You know. I d- I'm just being nice to her. I know how much Christmas means to her, and so right. I'm happy to, you know, humor her, <laughs> humor <laughs> it. But I personally am not huge um, into Christmas um, to begin with. And so we're, we're finding new traditions. And um, we actually we heard about a tradition in Iceland where they gift books and chocolate. Mm. I think it's Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're adopting that this year where we can, we'll have books and chocolate and, you know, we're, so we're, we're creating new Christmas traditions that we didn't I like it. think, you know, we didn't have room for before because we would do the caroling or actually we didn't do caroling, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, like these other heavily Jesus related, yeah. um, traditions. So now we're just adopting new ones. I like it. So tell us what your family traditions look like, you know, as you've transitioned, as you've transitioned out of, you know, church and out of maybe a, a more 
Christianity based Christmas? Like what are what are some cool things that you do that you like? Because I guess we're, we kind of find ourselves in this space where we get to make new traditions and kind of mm-hmm. start over and do what we want to do instead of what we've always done. Yeah. So I think that's kind of cool. Absolutely. All right. So I want to talk about um, really fast before we move on to some more topics. Um, there I have. I have a few life pro tips, like I kind of <laughs> mentioned before, for those of you who are new to coffee, um, new to coffee and alcohol. This, you know, we have a whole new world um, here, and for, or for those of you who haven't tried it yet and are curious about it, here's some things you didn't know. <laughs> um, coffee has benefits. Yay! There, are, there is something good about coffee. Yay! <laughs> it's not just you know. Uh, forbidden item from Joseph Smith, right? It's better than Diet Coke, let me tell you. Yeah. For you. Better for you. So, coffee benefits. It can protect against type 2 diabetes, Parkinson's disease, liver disease, liver cancer, and promoting a healthy heart, um, as well as promoting digestion, (laughs) which I didn't know that was my digestion what uh, be had been promoted after i drank coffee oh, i didn't realize it was from the coffee <laughs> i was just like hmm that's interesting you know and then someone told me yeah you're pooping because of coffee you <laughs> need like, to look oh. up coffee and pooping and then memes yeah because yeah i didn't know that either yeah i didn't know i just know. didn't know and now we've joined the rest you know, of the world yeah so there's a lot there's a lot of information that you know i didn't know so number <laughs> one coffee is good for you it keeps you regular and has lots of other benefits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it keeps the, the morning grumps away. Yeah. And to me, I don't really drink it for the energy benefits. I drink it because it's a nice warm hug in the morning when I'm not feeling so great. Oh, that's sweet. I love it. I drink it <laughs> for, you know, the other reason. <laughs> to wake up. Or to wake up in the afternoon. That's what I do. <laughs> so number two was um, red wine. Red wine, I think I've I've heard this before, that red wine had antioxidants or whatever. Um, so in red wine, there's something called reversatrol, um, okay. and it's it might be heart healthy in moderation. These are the, the most recent studies about it is it, it might be heart healthy. So um, in moderation, they define as two four-ounce glasses a day. So oh, this wow. is four ounces. I measured it out. It's it's water. It's it's you it's know. Vodka. It's vodka. <laughs> okay, it's water. It's just water. <laughs> it might be vodka. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah. So this is four ounces. For those of you who don't know, two of these is is considered moderation. Hmm. All right. A day, every day is moderation. So I find I think that's things that's kind of as a as a, um, a recent ex-Mormon, it it's, seems like a lot to me. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. like This is like two glass. you know, you have two glasses of wine a night. I couldn't make it through I even don't. like a sip of that, of wine. Mm-mm. Oh, oh, let me, oh, let me show you. I'm a wine drinker. I, I brought my favorite wines. <laughs> Show and tell, folks. Stella Rosa Peach is my all-time mm-hmm. favorite wine. It's um, it's a light, sweet wine. So if you don't like sweet, then you're, you're not going to like it. And then I also grabbed my Yellowtail Moscato. Okay. 
I love Moscato. I can drink the whole thing. I love Moscato. It's <laughs> it's great. Um, we need to get some alcohol sponsors, like especially Whitetail. Oh, White yeah. Claw. We can get uh, White Claw to sponsor us That'd for sure. That'd be really great. Um, and just two more quick facts about alcohol. The we it is commonly known that uh, there are you can't buy alcohol in Utah on Sunday. But there's actually a, um, more. There are more states that do that. No alcohol sales on Sunday. States that um, follow that law are Alabama, Indiana, Minnesota, Mississippi, Montana, North Carolina, South Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, and West Virginia. Hmm. So they're not totally. It's not just a Mormon thing. Dry state well, it might be a Mormon, a Mormon thing. thing. <laughs> it might be a religious <laughs> thing. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, You'll get a lot of those in the Bible Belt. A lot of dry states in the Bible Belt, for sure. But, uh, yeah. So, that was, uh, and, so Utah's not alone in that one. And the the alcohol in Utah is at four four 4.5 by volume. Super low. Is it? Yes. They, this is they 5%. <gasps> Definitely can't get that. Well, you can probably get it in Utah, but it will definitely be a lower alcohol by volume and if you don't know that if which you, is if you i mean this five percent is average yes Mo- most that's that's pretty most beers or cocktails or well, maybe not cocktails because those will have yeah. like a bunch of liquor in it but it's fun because if you if you grew up in, in utah and you learn to drink in, on utah alcohol and then you go outside of utah <laughs> then you get plastered super fast because you don't know right you're just or throwing them back or if you grow up out of state and then you go to utah and you try and get drunk then you can't because you know it's like drinking water yeah <laughs> so yeah. it's a super fun transition if you don't if you weren't expecting it super fun <laughs> i've never experienced it i've just heard yeah so uh the Hi last guys. thing <laughs> um is it is uh, the last law I wanted to mention was it's illegal to drive with open alcohol unless it's in the trunk. Um, I, I did know this one, but I someone had to tell me first. Um, <laughs> so it's, if it's open, then it needs to be in the trunk. But if it's as long as it's totally sealed and unopened, then it can be in the car. Anywhere and, in the car? Because these white cloths yeah. are definitely in my purse when I was driving over I there. wouldn't. Well, they're totally <laughs> sealed and unopened. I wouldn't, like, put it in the, you know, yeah. cup holder. But, uh, but yeah, it, sa- it just says in the car is fine. Um, for example, here's my wine bottle. If I were to take the seal off and leave the cork in, then it's probably not okay. You might get in trouble still because uh, okay. that's not sealed anymore. Keep it legal, folks. So be safe. When you're trying new things. All right. You want to get started on some other things? Yeah. Let's get started. Um, one of the uh, – we've talked a lot about Sam Young and his petition, so I didn't want to spend a whole lot of time with that just except to say that it is absolutely blowing up on social media, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. I really think, like, this is a, a good – hang on a second. We got a wonderful, wonderful what, comment. Mike? It is illegal to record cult rituals in Utah. Is it illegal? Oh, is it? Asking for a friend. I think you're good. I mean, if they don't stop you, I think you're good, right? I mean, have they tried to stop you? It depends on if they have a uh, one-person recording law. What is that? (laughs) A single or... Single. Whatever. What is it? (laughs) Um, I mean, do they actually come at you with, with devil dogs? To take your soul? I don't think so. So I think you're good. What do you think? You know, I thought, just just a quick thought before we move on. Yeah. 
Um, I want, I'm wondering, Mike Norton, how many temples have you been to? And maybe you should make a goal to go to all the temples. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sure. that was my, as a Mormon, that was my goal. You know, like I want to go to so many different temples, and I went to. I actually have been to like four or five, but um, <laughs> that would be really funny to <laughs> go to a whole bunch of them. Um, oh yeah, we know. Hilarious. Um, so, yeah, Mike, what's your bucket list? We love to hear your we bucket list. We love to hear your, your bucket list For sometimes. Sure. Anyways. Um, so the, the petition, and this actually leads into um, some Mike Norton new name, Noah News. Um, it's getting a lot of traction all over Reddit, all over Facebook, which I think is really great because it um, is putting – uh, the issue of um, what's appropriate when it comes to sexuality and what we talk to the, our youth about and how we raise our youth in terms of, um, I don't know, just issues like it, 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 re it, it raises the conversation, which I think is really important, and it raises awareness. Um, so the newest development um, in the petition, the pe petition almost has 10,000 signatures wow. right now. So that's amazing. How Actually, many are they looking for? He want, his goal was 10,000. Okay. And to be honest, I don't think I've checked in the past 24 hours. It could be there right now because it was so close. Mm -hmm. um, he has a couple other goals going forward from now, so I encourage you to check out his blog. It's uh, invisiblesqubit at WordPress. Um, and kind of figure out, follow his story, support him, because I think it's a great, it, it's really great to kind of get the awareness out. Um, my own personal story involves um, rape at BYU, another story for another day but a lot of the way that it was handled by my bishop at BYU I feel like goes back to these worthiness interviews and how bishops um, are not trained to handle victims of sexual assault they're not trained to handle conversations um, re regarding sexuality and so to ask them to do so is completely inappropriate um, but what what I wanted to point out what I think is a great thing that uh, Mike Norton actually just did um, and was encouraged to do so by the user relevant life on reddit is he posted a meme that i'm hoping is circulating so if, if it's not if you don't see it and we're in the, the we can that we'll share it in, on our page and our website and everything as well yeah so it says are you a mormon kid and want to make a big difference mormon mormon bishops sometimes ask kids as young as 11 and i often would say also as young as eight for the bishops interview if you get the wrong bishop um as young as 11 questions that most people would find grossly inappropriate Questions about where and when you touch your own body. This is weird, creepy, inappropriate, and needs to stop. You can stop it. Anytime you meet with your bishop, start an audio recording on your cell phone and secretly record your conversation. Then send the recording to new name Noah. Wow. New name Noah at yahoo.com. They won't stop until their creepy behavior is exposed. Your identity will be kept confidential, and these inappropriate interviews will stop. And I think it's really important that... Um, there is an asterisk that talks about checking your local laws when it comes to um, one-party or two-party consent. Uh, For I recording. I know that Utah, Idaho, and Arizona are all one-party consent. So as long as you are aware of the recording that you are making and you are present in the conversation, then it is completely legal for you to record that conversation. And that's in person or on the phone mm -hmm. or on the Internet or yes. anything like that. Anything like that. Um, and the other thing that even if you aren't comfortable – secretly recording even going in and saying hey i'm going to record this is that okay with you and if they say no hopefully a child will be empowered enough to say okay then i'm not comfortable doing this without my parents present or whatever and hopefully we'll kind of shove this in the direction that it needs to go 
or if they do say yes you can record it then hopefully then they'll moderate themselves more and limit themselves more it you know because they do they have to ask those questions absolutely but you know for their training i'm not saying they they need to do it <laughs> i'm saying <laughs> they think they need to do it yes they've um, been instructed to do so right but so i kind of wanted to to mention when i first heard about um this 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 thing uh -huh. um that mike thornton is doing and putting out there I was a little, a little hesitant and shocked. I, I the recording. Yeah, I I feel like it's all. I don't want to say it's just as bad, <laughs> but it's it's a a grown man adult asking for recordings from children and teenagers, and that alone sounds oh, creepy in itself. I see what you're saying. And so I, didn't even I that. would be. I'm I'm a reserved person. I was a reserved teenager. I would be uncomfortable messaging a stranger. Yeah. You know, my mom was kind of <laughs> overprotective. And so that kind of <laughs> like sheltered me. And I was like, oh, no, you know. Yeah. It took me ages to make it, you know, a MySpace page. Because <laughs> I was like, I can't put my internet out, my information out there on the internet. Yeah. But um, so I, that was kind of my very, my first reaction was like, really? Like you, <laughs> but at the same time. It's happening to these kids. If these kids can realize and know that what's happening to them is wrong and they can help stop it, mm -hmm. you know. They I, can advocate for themselves. Right. They can yeah. advocate for themselves and we can use these recordings to shut it down. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, I think. <laughs> um, I didn't even think of that. You know, I, find, I found that I found it interesting that I kind of went there in my head. It's valid. It's it's a reaction that some you know that some youth might as have. an ex Mormon. So Mike Norton just commented, "Trust me, it creeped me out just asking." The main thing is I want um, is for church leaders to know that some kids will start recording their worthiness interviews. Yes, and I you know I I'm not trying. I didn't mean to <laughs> <laughs> say that Mike you're Norton creepy, you're creepy. Mike, that's not what we said. That's not, that's not what I mean. Um, but I. Um, you know, I support I support you in this, Mike, and I think that, um, you know, he yes. said it himself. This is this is what he wants to do is yeah. to put it out there. Maybe uh, adults, maybe adult uh, bishops will s realize yes. they need to start f filtering what they're saying to to kids. Yes, in We're, these interviews. And I mean, by putting this out here, like you said, we are it's forcing the issue. It's yeah. forcing the awareness and the perhaps the uh, the cessation of the practice um, to a degree because they're going to know that they're they're on notice basically, which right. I think is really important. All right. Yeah. Um. So the other. Oh, you want to? Are we Are we ready for joke time? Does everybody want a joke? <laughs> you get to answer. I'm asking you okay, the joke. All right. You guys all right. ready for a joke? Maybe we should all like right. let it let it linger for a little bit Let's to see joke. if someone can. It's, it's a little. It's a mu It's a little much. This joke's a little much. So it's definitely prepare the, yourself. the PG thirteen rating. Is that what you would say? Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. So I saw this on the interweb somewhere this week, and I thought it was the best. Um, so ready? Name a Book of Mormon character that um, that references two things that Mormons cannot follow. Is this where we we sing the the Jeopardy music? All right. Let's see. 
<laughs> I don't. Nobody's nobody's. So, do you know anything about this character? Can we give hints? I think he was. Yeah, a, he was a. He was a warrior. Mm-hmm. He was military. Tough. Military. <laughs> All right, are you ready? We can't keep it in any longer. All right, so the answer is. Tiancom. That's right. T E A N C U M. Tiancom. There it is. Two oh. things that Mormons can't swallow. And the okay, so just to kind of reference the joke, give it a little bit of background. Obviously, T is against the word of wisdom. That was a pretty easy one. And the second part of the joke, come. So that goes back to the oral sex is um an unholy and in unnatural practice and will prevent you from getting a temple recommend um, as per Spencer W. Kimball and the first presidency back in the 80s. They actually penned and signed a document stating to that fact. There was a lot of backlash after that came out and they um, kind of recanted that um, unofficially. But it's definitely really? a unofficially. Yeah, so I, it's still I was, I was, I've done a lot of research on the topic and I have never been able to find a document re- recanting the original so the original right. still stands but then but they're, they're not checking up on people they've, anymore they've softened on the policy because asking people about their sex lives is wrong creepy. so why are we doing it to children yes anyways go on i mean back to the whole it's it's creepy when it comes to children and it's creepy when it comes to adults i've yeah. um, when i was doing my temple ceiling cancellation process back last year uh i had a really awful situation where my stake president asked me to um, explain 14 years of past transgressions that may or may not have been taken care of by priesthood authority. What? And and I said, no, that's not, that has no relevance on my my request to, to cancel my, my temple ceiling. And he insisted that it was part of the process and that he absolutely had to know. And, and my husband was sitting, my, my current husband was sitting right next to me during this whole interview. And I kept telling him no and no and no. And he kept insisting, and, and then he alluded to because I, my husband and I had had a child before we got married, and so he alluded to that fact, um, basically saying, "Hey, I know you had premarital sex. You need to tell me about it." And I was like, I, I started crying. It was so yeah. awful. It was. He's like, it was. He tried every single wow. manipulative tactic, basically in the book, to try and get me to confess sexual sins, and I'm like, "Creepy, no, dude. Like, yeah. I'm not giving you that authority in my life anymore." And so finally, my, my husband stepped in and said, she's not going to answer you. You need to move on. Wow. So, so I was really grateful. I'm really that. glad he was there. <laughs> so anyway, um, so yeah, that's kind of the joke. <laughs> and that's the interesting tidbit that um, there's quite a, a stigma, probably less so, and maybe people, some people don't even know about it, but some people do. Some people yeah. are taught that oral sex is definitely um, not something something that will prevent you from getting into the, the temple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, are we, oh, there was one other thing that I saved, and this was, this was the fact that I was going to pull up for you, the article, so forgive me, I'm just going to try and wing this. I've listened to a couple podcasts and read a couple inter- er, articles, so feel free to fact check me, but. Oh, this is one I don't know about, right? Yes! Okay. So, I think it was this week, a new temple guideline came out in, that involved the privileges and um, things that the youth could do in the temple. Which was all great and fine and dandy, and the church is so excited about it because what it does is it gives, um, it it allows, uh, the priests. So these are the 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 young 16. men from sixteen to eighteen years old, 
it allows priests to baptize when they're doing baptisms for the dead within the temple. Which really, that is a huge change because normally this was something that was only reserved for the Melchizedek priesthood to perform in the temple. And the Melchizedek priesthood, again, fact check me, I don't have the priesthood, is the higher priesthood? No. I don't know. I think anyway. you get, don't you get the Melchizedek priesthood at 16? And then Aaronic Because is the they higher. can baptize, a 16-year-old a can baptize a, a kid, an 8-year-old. Eight, an but they weren't allowed to do so within the temple. That was only something that was right. reserved so now, for Right, so now leader. that's been changed mm -hmm. that they can baptize as well. Yes. Interesting. Um, and so that's the, and, and the church headline is that there's new privileges, new, uh, responsibilities for the youth and so great that's what the that's what the boys get to do what about the girls you ask well what the girls get to do um is basically support the women in the temple which what do the women do in the temple in the baptismal font they hand out towels yeah that's right so the girls their new privilege is they get to hand out towels in the baptismal area arena or font or whatever you so that's the that's the new upgrade that women get is we get to do laundry in the temple <laughs> as youth. So the boys get to baptize and the girls get to do laundry. Yay! Yay! So there's lots of backlash about this because yeah, of that's like a, for so many reasons. Like I mean, one for go ahead. No, well, I mean the women don't have priesthood. Right. They've got to so, give them something. So you got to do that laundry. Oh Sorry. hey, thanks, Mike. <laughs> Mike. Mike is amazing. <laughs> it's my birthday. I wasn't going to say anything, but hey, Cheers. you outed me. Cheers. Cheers. Happy birthday. But the funny thing, or the, the interesting thing about, well, you react. Mm -hmm. What are you? <laughs> I just like splashed. I just splashed on That my good of a birthday, guys. <laughs> well, that's what happens when you drink at 11. Um, I mean, to me, it's, it's not shocking. It's not surprising. No. It's not new. It's angering. Yeah. Sure. They're perpetuating the same thing. They had to give women something, so we'll do the towel job. But when I remember, when I think back to when I was a teenager, mm -hmm. I actually wanted to do that. I wanted to give the towels. Really? Yeah, because <laughs> I, they were, th these were the women that I looked up to. The okay. women that I saw as leaders, they were mm -hmm. doing this, and... When you are doing something that you feel is the right thing to do, you get good feelings, right. a.k.a. the Holy Ghost. So when I'm feeling, <sighs> I'm feeling like I'm on track and I'm feeling um, good about myself, I get the Holy Ghost feelings. Mm -hmm. And I had those in the temple. And when I would see these women that I looked up to, I, I had these feelings as well. And so, you know, and... Also, I think I actually really I really enjoyed doing baptisms for the dead as a teenager. Yeah. Um, just because of these reasons. Mm -hmm. But some girls do not. A lot of girls, you know, I have to wake up early and do this shit. Like, what the hell? Yeah. And you know, so handing out towels instead would could be a better alternative, <laughs> you know, than participating. Um, but. To, when you compare it to the boys and the girls, it's sad and pathetic. It really is. You know? Yeah. Um, but when you compare the boys and the girls in any aspect of the church, it's sad and pathetic. Absolutely. And I think the surprising thing to me is that um, 
the temple is actually the only place where women can officiate and women do officiate. Um, they which is something that I'm finding out a lot of um, a lot of men don't know that yes. women do have these so in in the have, wa- uh, priesthood powers in the temple yes and they officiate in the temple and yes. bless in the temple. Mm-hmm. So the Washington washings and anointings um, is always done by women to women. Um, it's done. It has, they have the little booths that you walk around and around which and around. Which is much. I mean, it's way better than it used to be. Oh well, you know, did you temple. go back when it was just the shield and everything was naked no. underneath? You didn't. No, I'm, oh. I'm not. Yeah, oh. I, I when I went the, for the first time, it was I had my garments on and I oh, had this I thing, and the shield was actually pre- covered me pretty good. It no. was like a pretty good poncho. No, you know, and it was women, and they, you know, they only touched my head. They didn't touch like anywhere else on my body. Oh wow! And so. It's changed a right. lot, and that's the point of um, a lot of, you know, Mike Norton's work, for example. I know we keep mentioning <laughs> his, his comments right there, and so I can see him. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so these things are mm-hmm. ever-changing. Things are co- changing constantly. And mm-hmm. and the other thing that um, that this dynamic uh, introduces is I've, heard, I've read in a lot of um, anecdotal discussion about this change is that a lot of people's experiences when they did baptisms for the dead as, as youth, that the, the women would fill, and they do the baptisms for the dead, and then they would leave the font because you come out with, like, you know, these, <laughs> these wet white. smocks of white clothing that you're not allowed to wear underwear underneath. That's against the rules. Oh, I would wear a bra. I'd wear, I'd wear underwear. No, you weren't supposed to. You weren't My supposed to. My mom told me I could. Uh, my mom good is, for your mom my mom is great she's <laughs> she's fantastic okay uh, she's she's still active and she's fantastic so anyways go on so this as long as it was as long as it was white so i'd wear white underwear white bra right but uh, the rules that i've heard many times i guess yeah. leadership roulette you're gonna find different things mm-hmm. um that you come out of the water with these skin-tight clothes with no underwear on, and you have this, like, white jumpsuit on that you just got baptized in. And, and a, a baptism, like, you get baptized over and over and over, and you're in very close proximity to a man, wet, oh, in a font. Oh, I never thought about and that. And so it adds this dynamic, like, it used to be this man that used to baptize you, you know, whether it like may... an old man. Yeah, some old man that either worked in the temple, or maybe it was a leader from your ward that came yeah, to volunteer. the leaders would do it. But it was a man, and, you know, that, that has a certain creepy element in, in and of itself. But then, now, if you're being, like, now they're in, the, your, your peers are in your room, in the room with you. Yeah. These guys that you go to school with and church with are in the room with you, with your skin-tight, you know, like, Mormon white t-shirt contest going yeah. on. And they're, they're holding <laughs> you. That's and they're they're about. dunking you. And, yeah. and it's, like, this weird element all of a sudden. That I didn't even, like, think about. I didn't think about that either. That's, and that's, that's creepy. That's gross. That's gross. But, I mean, it's... it's I mean, well, how many erections can you predict that are going to fit in that? Yeah. Ew. Ew. <laughs> I know. That's gross. And if a girl has to be right there for that and she's like, what the heck? You know. <sighs> so many memories. 16-year-old boys can't control that oh, all yeah. the time. You know, it, adults can't control that all the time. And so... I mean, awkward. Yeah, that's gonna be. That's a great idea, you know. <laughs> first presidency. So Let's like, put teenagers in water together. <laughs> okay, with no underwear yeah. and skin tight white clothing. 
So like there's the there's the inequality of the the new policy and then there's the um, now they're in the same room as one another when they may not have always been in the same room as one another before. So there's these kind well, of Well, when I was a teen that we did baptisms together with yeah. the young men. Uh-huh. Um, it wasn't in the it wasn't in the fonts together. But, but, but they would line the benches. Mm-hmm. On the I don't even well, and we're in Arizona, we're, so we would go to Mesa. Mm-hmm. This was before the Gilbert Temple was built, and so, you know, so it's, they're on like the other side of the room, really. Oh, yeah. So the it's a the women are on one side, and then the men are on the other side, and so the girls would go in, and then the boys would go in, or we'd alternate or something like that. So you wouldn't really see them. You weren't that close. But I had never considered the thought of what you know, but the, being now in you're in the font together wet, with them, wet clothes with them, and to get with them in the font, yeah. font. And I do, um, which I mean, I I don't want to sound like we're only saying it's creepy for the girls. It's gonna be weird and awkward and creepy for the boys for as well. Yeah, and I mean, there's one thing to have like a pool party, and then there's another thing for it to be like in the temple with white wet clothes. I just, I, it just feels different. Yeah. I don't know. There's, it just, it feels different. Hopefully the, hopefully the jumpsuits will <laughs> be hiding thick enough. enough. Yeah. Um, and I, there's another podcast that i listen to um shout out to mormon news report it's the the they're the yin to our yang if you ever want to check out the the faithful version of our show you should go check them out they're really cool um as long as they don't have one of the three mormons on their show then they're not cool i mean (laughs) the three mormon dude not cool um but they were talking about how even even they had a kind of a a difficult time because he was talking about how he came home. He has a daughter. He told his daughter all about the changes, and she's like, "Great! So, what did the girls get to do?" And then he's like, "Well, they get to hand out towels," and like he was like, "My heart broke," because like that's not yeah in, in any way. She doesn't want to hand out towels. It's not equal to you yeah. know performing an ordinance in the temple. They're just not the Especially same. Especially when there are women in the temple performing ordinances. Exactly. But that is a very hush hush thing mm-hmm. because what. You know, oh, this. <laughs> <laughs> I almost get triggered sometimes with with this topic because uh, I'm such a strong feminist, and how it's like, okay, women are not equal in the church. Let's make them equal. Let's give them the priesthood, right? Mm-hmm. Well, when we when you find out, well, women already have the priesthood in the temple, so why can't we do it outside of the temple? Mm-hmm. What's the big deal? If women are other women are in the temple, uh, these girls are. only handing out towels but other women are doing these ordinances and now these 16 year olds get to do these ordinances how come the how come the 16 year old girls can't do the ordinances that other women uh, that that other women can i mean those those ordinances aren't available to the 16 year old boys either but find something for the girls right i I mean i almost feel like it would have been better just to leave the girls out altogether because like it's just it just seems well, like such an I insult. Well, yeah, I guess you're. That's true. That's true. Um, so, but can you imagine if the Washington anointing, the thing that you do with the shield, like, and by shield I mean like it's it, when I did it, it was like a poncho, like it was like it had a head hole and then it was like just a sheet that goes over you and it's open on the sides, so it's just like a fabric with a hole in the middle for your head, and that was all you got got to wear. 
and then they would use oils and they would touch you all over and they would touch you in your loins and so they'd go in and start touching you underneath the shield you know like in your underneath the shield yeah they touch you like and in you're your naked. hip and you're naked and so like can you imagine if that was something that back in the day when they first started doing washings and anointings can you imagine if that's something that the men did with the women like didn't men used to do it with the women? I don't know, I but that would be did. horrifying. Like, I'm pretty sure the men used to do it, and the women were like, fuck that. Is this a sex cult? Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> um, uh, I'm pretty sure it used, I'm pretty sure men used to do it. Um, nowadays, when I went, the shield was closed. It had, like, yeah. giant armholes. Yeah, but so they could still, but they didn't. But, but they, they didn't, didn't even. Their, no, they didn't even touch oh, wow. my body at all. Not even my shoulders. Wow. I think I can't remember about my shoulders. But it was definitely it was my head and possibly my shoulders wow. when I went, and that was when I first went was six years ago. Oh, see, I went through in two thousand four. So I guess things were. I guess more. it's almost seven years now. So I went in two thousand eleven wow. in spring. Okay, so they can change quite a few things. Um, so, yeah, that's interesting. I feel like the church, women officiate with the priesthood in, in the temple just out of absolute necessity because there's no other way that they can get that done. Oh, yeah. oh. Well, just the progression of um, culture, the change in culture when things happen. Back, you know, when they had men doing it and had open, mm -hmm. naked people, mm -hmm. um, they could get away with that. And they changed it because they mm. couldn't get away with it anymore. People yeah. were saying people were not going to the temple. People were not doing creepy. these things <laughs> because it's gross and creepy yeah. and makes you feel horrible and disgusting and violated. Mm -hmm. You know, if this is the God's house and where I'm supposed to feel, you know, fantastic and amazing and spiritual, I'm not going to want to feel violated and gross Absolutely. and disgusting. Yeah. And I mean, we talked about this in our bios or I think about how, you know, our first our first when you when you go through the temple no one talks about the washings and anointings no one talks about yeah. someone touching you when you're naked yeah. you know like underneath your 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 poncho like no one talks about that mm -hmm. no one talks about the oaths and the weird secret handshakes and the hands over your head and chanting like no one talks about those things so when you show up and that happens it's shocking right i i remember having see, i didn't even go through those things and mm -hmm. i had a panic attack before i took out my uh, own my own endowments I was freaking out because I didn't know what to expect mm -hmm. and I was scared mm -hmm. and I you know my whole going through the whole time was like I was like this stiff scared oh me too wall mm -hmm. you know like and I did not want to participate in the prayer circle mm. I was like no <laughs> and then it was like well it's your first time you should do it and i was like okay i guess I used, tyler my, my husband's here i guess i'll do it yeah i you used know. to volunteer for the prayer circle like when i would go through the temple just because i had to get up <laughs> I'm like, I I just to, i've been leg. sitting for like an hour and a half i, I need to get I up well and you're short too and i because i'm like the guy next to me got a bigger arm on him I'm oh like, i know yeah it's always uh -huh. like a six foot tall like you know 80 year old and i'm yeah. just like oh god yeah, oh God. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I ended up just like I just put my hand up like this, and I'm just like I'm not putting. You're oh, too I tall. Put, I put it on my. I tried to do it on your shoulder, and I was I was just like that. Damn I it. learned I could get away with not doing it, and no uh, one said anything, so I was like, eh, I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. So if you haven't, um, if this is all news to you, 
you need to go check out Mike Norton's videos and find out what they do in the temple that you don't know about. I, I know quite a few people who left the church before going to the temple, and when I told them about all this stuff in the temple, it blew their mind. Yeah. They, they were, what? <laughs> what? I'm like, I know. I know. <laughs> That's what I said. That's what I said. So yeah. check it out. Um, and you know, and, and I, I do want to add that everyone has different experiences. Yeah. Um, and that's part of the problem. Yeah. Is we are told that everything's the same. Everything is, everyone is, this is what you're going to be feeling. This is what you're going to be doing. This is what you're going to be told in the interviews, in the temple, in lessons, in everything. And that is part of the problem, in my opinion, mm -hmm. is that. There's a lot of conditioning. Yeah. And when, when things aren't the same, they blame it on, oh, that's a rogue bishop. And it's like, actually, this happens all the time. This happens a lot. Mm -hmm. um, are they all rogue bishops? Why, you know, we need to do it this way. I, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, it's frustrating. <laughs> so. so give us your feedback. What do you guys think um, on all of the topics we talked about today? We, we really want to hear from you guys and kind of um we want some encouragement on or some input on what you guys want to talk about like we're, we plan on doing these live videos um a lot more frequently if not every time yeah um as long as i don't have like some major zit on my face and then we're not doing a live video <laughs> so you know we want to we want to kind of have a, a back and forth with you so we're, we really want to do that um we have a facebook group obviously this is in our facebook group so you know that we also have instagram and twitter check us out um we i do my best to kind of, you know, keep up on all of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, one of these days we will be doing a Patreon account. Um, not because we're asking for your money. This is a hobby, guys. And yeah. unfortunately, podcasting ain't free. So <laughs> one you might, of these If days, you like what you hear, yeah, we, send in a dollar. Yeah. Um, Patreon is, is a great way for um, to monetize what we do as, you know, art and creativity and entertainment. And we will definitely give you something that's worth your contribution to our show. And we really would appreciate that. So look forward to that. We'll probably do that, you know, in the coming weeks. Well, in the next year, probably we'll put it back together or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So, but yeah, we have some good things coming up um, that we want to save for the, the Patreon account as well. Please send us your favorite Jesus memes. <laughs> oh my gosh, I have a ton. <laughs> those are my favorite. We should favorite. start putting those on Instagram. Those are my favorite. I love those. You love the hipster Jesus, don't you? The hipster He's Jesus. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, it's so bad too. But it's like, and the hipster uh, Joseph Smith too. Oh, I oh man, those are yeah. so. They're bad, but they're so funny. <laughs> so please tell us your favorite jokes, your favorite memes. You can post them on our page. Send them to us. If you want us to post them on our Instagram, we will. Mm -hmm. um, and just to recap, your Christmas experiences, mm -hmm. the uh, what your experience or your thoughts on uh, inappropriate worthiness interviewer interviews, um, and also the new temple um, privileges for the youth, the kind of the discrepancies between those. And I think that's pretty much all we talked about today. So, mm -hmm. so yeah. Anything Great. you want us to talk about next time? Let us know. Great. All right. <laughs> well, thanks so much, guys. We'll see you later. Bye. <laughs> Whoa. There we go. Great. Um, let's do like a nice. <laughs> okay. I'm just.